1290. Stay tuned. Welcome to another edition of Money Talk. I'm Bill Chrysell and Diane Duvernay, your hosts every week, right here on AM 1290, repeated at 11, and on Saturdays at 6. We're brought to you by Cornerstone Home Lending, whose highly trained and experienced team takes great pride in helping people with home financing, offering competitive rates and a wide array of loan programs. American Riviera Banks, smart banking for smart people in Santa Barbara, at Figueroa and Anacapa Streets and a Montecito's Upper Village. At Arlington Financial Advisors, a leading wealth management firm in Santa Barbara, providing its clients with the personal care and attention of a small independent firm coupled with the vast resources of a major financial institution. We can be oh, hi, Neil. This is the first for us, isn't it? <laughs> hi, hi, Neil. This is, this is the first for us, isn't it? We're on the radio remote. Well, it's it's we're doing our part in social distancing. Exactly. Uh, now we're, we're actually same, we're actually in the same building, uh, but we're in different rooms on the telephone. No, we're not, silly. Um, but uh, it's uh, it's a it's a day that we will remember. It's raining. The stock market's down three thousand points, and we're afraid to go out of our houses. So. I think there's nothing better to do than to listen to Money Talk. Exactly. Uh, Let me ask you a question. Were we able to find somebody brave enough to come out and talk to us today? We do. We are thrilled to have Kelly Marsh, who's the Vice President and Branch Manager of Cornerstone Home Lending in Santa Barbara. She is heads up the Kelly Marsh team, and she's here to talk about something that I think everyone is really interested in, interest rates. Um, especially after the Fed's most recent announcement. So, Kelly, thank you so much for being here with us. Thanks for having me. So um, there are a couple of articles in the Wall Street Journal that I think are really worth looking at today, given what's been going on in the stock market over the last 10 days. Uh, And ironically, they're both by Jason Swag, who writes the Intelligent Investor column. Wow, that's a real surprise, Neil. Well, but these two, I think, give us some perspective on what's happening in the marketplace right now. Uh, The first is entitled, A Look in the Mirror is Good Advice. And that is, instead of focusing on what you do as an investor, uh, you ought to take some of the advice of the the great late investment uh, guru, Benjamin Graham. And what Graham's advice is, was, and it still is, is first determine whether you are an investor or a speculator. Uh, the investor primarily uh, has interest in acquiring and holding suitable securities for suitable prices, said Mr. Graham, while the speculator, on the other hand, cares mainly about anticipating and profiting from market fluctuations. If you're an investor, price fluctuations have only one significant meaning, an opportunity to buy wisely when prices fall and to sell wisely when they advance a great deal. Uh, The primary reason, he goes on to say, why individuals fail as long-term investors is that they pay too much attention to what the stock market is doing currently. Now, given what's taking place in the marketplace today, and this all 10 days, it's very difficult to do that. But if you are clear as to what your goal is and who you are as an investor, it can actually help you ride out these bumps. 
And that is great advice by by um, Jason. He is very he's very spot on. What I'm seeing is people are starting to look at putting money to work if they were already going to be investing in their retirement plans, doing so now and taking advantage of this market dislocation because it's real, but the market will come back. It's resilient and our country's resilient and we will see prosperous times again. And the companion article is called Markets Are in Chaos, Control the One Thing You Can. And it begins by saying years ago, the psychologist Dan uh, Kalman uh, told me, me being Jason, that one of the keys to investing is having what he called a well-calibrated sense of your future regret. By that, he means that you need to be able to tell in advance how bad you will feel if your decisions turn out to be wrong. And investors are uh, full of false bravado. Uh, It's easy to say, You'll buy more stock if the market goes down 10%, but when the market's down like it is now, it's not so easy. And so you really, again, going back to that first article about deciding whether you're an investor or whether you're a speculator, you also need to know uh, your own psychology and how well you can tolerate losses. And uh, to the extent that you are looking at yourself uh, through a uh, rose-colored mirror, you could be in the same position you probably were in 2008 where you did things precipitously because you weren't prepared for the possibility of a decline like that. Whereas if you are uh, clear as to what you can tolerate, then you're more likely to be able to sustain an intelligent investment uh, posture during a crisis like this. Yep, he, he definitely has some wise words right now. Um, uh, the next article... Um, is uh, investors sour on mortgage debt. And um, this is not only true for mortgage debt, but it's also true for all kinds of debt. You know, debt has increased so much over the last 15, 20 years among every sector in the economy. Uh, but certainly mortgage debt, uh, uh, if you track it, uh, um, is about, uh, 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 when you look at it, it's, it has gone up really precipitously over the last few years. And uh, while everyone thought it looked great during the growth period over the last few years, the growth in the stock market, uh, today we're seeing, as we're seeing in other areas, uh, the spreads widen uh, between treasuries and mortgage debt as people are becoming afraid. Uh, And one of the ironies of mortgage debt is, uh, which is just part of the nature of the beast, is um, when interest rates go down, as they are now, uh, because of economic uncertainty, not only do you have economic, economic uncertainty, but you also have the possibility that people will pay off their loans earlier than anticipated um, in order to get lower rates. And that hurts current securitized bonds. So ironically, it's not necessarily because people are afraid of defaults, but one of the problems is in an economic crisis like we have today with falling interest rates, some of these bonds are going to end up with an increase in their payoffs than they would have otherwise expected. Absolutely. And that, you know, brings up a good point of, you know, when does it make sense to take on more debt for your home? And it's times like these where most people feel like somewhat concerned about where, where they sit with their, with their income to debt ratios. Um, 
the, the last article for today um, is sort of you know ironic, and that is it's entitled "Plans for Stock Buyback Shrink." And you know, over the last ten years, companies have increased the amount of buybacks they have been doing, uh, supporting their stock and using excess cash. And you know, we can discuss the, the pluses and minuses of doing that, as we have in the past, and whether or not the tax cut really incentivized more uh, buybacks than they did capital spending. But the irony here is companies over the last week have been saying that because of the market decline, they're going to stop their buybacks. And I think about that one for a minute. They're, so they're saying, is the market now is less attractive, even though it's down uh, 25%, than it was before, which just goes right. to Right, that doesn't even how, make any sense. Well, it doesn't make any sense. And it, it also you know, tells you how good portfolio managers are who are also uh, CEOs. Um, you know, I think maybe what are, and the only way that that could possibly work out in my mind is if they're trying to hold on to cash, more cash on their own balance sheet. Well, that could be true because there is an article um, that we didn't get to, but maybe we will get to now because you brought it up, and that is there has been some real question about why, particularly last week, we had uh, both bonds and stocks move in the same direction. Everything moved in, in, in terms of... Uh, Usually, you have one uh, area go up and one area go down, but everything sort of moves in the same direction. And what some investor gurus are saying, that one of the things that is moving the markets down is cash, uh, uh, cash short. People feeling, uh, whether they're feeling it or whether it's true, uh, that there's a, 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 a cash need among corporations and people. So people are trying to raise cash, and when they're trying to raise cash indiscriminately, Everything gets sold, and that that's interesting really... because you know I I keep getting asked um, you know what's the major difference between this and say 2008, and I keep saying liquidity is available now as opposed to in 2008 it completely dried up. Now in three months from now it might not be. Yeah, and uh, you know liquidity is in the eyes of the beholder. I mean, there's an article, another article about uh, rich people leaving their apartments in New York and going to the Hamptons because there's you know, some belief, I guess, that germs can't live in expensive places. But uh, <laughs> they're finding out that many of the stores won't take credit cards. They want cash. So I think part of the cash, the driving to cash, is not only because there is a liquidity crunch in some cases, but also I think it's because when people get frightened, they do strange things, and one of the... Right, the same reason why you can't put a roll of toilet paper on the shelves yeah. right now. Uh, it's on not that, a gastroinfection, it's a bronchial. Well, you know, we're sorry for that, uh, you know, sort of uh, depressing uh, roundup of the news, but the news is pretty depressing, but stay tuned because we have a guest that's going to tell you all the good things that you can do now because of, uh, of what's going what on. What opportunities lie right. in, the, uh, in the future. Yeah, you're listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 KZSB, and we'll be right back.
For prospective homebuyers, one of the most important steps of the loan process is getting clear and honest information from someone who will speak plainly and truthfully about loan programs and options. I'm Kelly Marsh, Vice President, California, of Cornerstone Home Lending, where our highly skilled and experienced team takes great pride in helping clients obtain home financing with honest, knowledgeable, fast, friendly, and efficient service. As a Santa Barbara native who has spent the past 20 years in the mortgage industry and has closed over 4,000 loans, I'd appreciate the opportunity to earn your business and invite you to visit the Kelly Marsh team.com or call my office at 805-563-1100 to learn more about how Cornerstone Home Lending can help you determine the best way to manage mortgage debt to achieve a more stable financial future. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. California Residential Mortgage Lending Act license number 41DB072220. California Financial Lending Law license number 60DB072528. Loan originator NMLS number 245822. Not a commitment to loan. Equal housing opportunity. I heard on the news about that five-year-old who found his uncle's gun. The kid didn't know it was loaded. I heard on the news about that 14-year-old girl who was bullied online. For like a year, she couldn't take it anymore, so she got her dad's gun from his nightstand. I heard on the news about that guy who broke into someone's house, stole a gun from the hall closet. He accidentally shot his cousin in the head. She killed herself. And later, killed the owner of the store he was trying to rob. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by Cornerstone Home Lending, 1988, a mortgage banker and direct lender that believes in providing in-depth loan consulting to its customers in a personalized and honest manner. And we can be reached at 805-564-1290. Or you could email us at moneytalk1290 at gmail.com. If you're just joining us, we have have a, a great episode in store for you today. We have Kelly Marsh who is not only the vice president of Cornerstone Mortgage, but also really a buff on interest rates, and she takes her knowledge um, seriously. She's a numbers person, so that just makes it that much easier to talk to her about the crazy last three weeks that we've all experienced in the bond market. So, Kelly, do you mind giving us just an overview of what's happened over the last three weeks? Yeah, um, it has been wild. Um, obviously, the new unprecedented, we haven't seen this kind of volatility unprecedented before, right? So basically, we saw interest rates, mortgage rates, specifically mortgage rates, really start to tick down. Uh, we hit the historic lows, the new historic lows on Friday, March 6th. Everybody is talking about rates are going to keep going, keep going. The Fed's going to continue to cut rates. And then Monday hit. Monday last week, we saw interest rates shoot up faster in one week than they've ever shot up in history. Um, So we went up from our lowest point to our highest point over 1% in five days. The mortgage-backed securities, the treasuries, they couldn't catch a break. Every day, massive sell-offs. And part of that had to do with liquidity. Neil, you mentioned earlier 
um, about, um, you know, the mortgage pools paying off uh, faster than expected and kind of what challenges that creates in the secondary market. So we really saw a lot of that started creeping in last week. Um, so it's been a wild, wild three weeks. Um, I mean, interest rates were changing literally by the minute, which is, I mean, that's actually not an exaggeration. So it was so hard to know kind of where the direction was going to go. And then obviously we have the Fed's move yesterday, uh, cutting the Fed funds rate 1%, 100 basis points. Which is, is, you know, usually, to put it in perspective, usually the Fed, you know, moves interest rates by a quarter of a percent or 25 basis points. So this is four times as much, you know, gusto that they're using than they normally do. You know, the, I feel like the most I've ever seen is a half point. Mm-hmm. And the, the crazy thing is, is the Fed announces these interest rates, or before we even went to zero interest rate policy, they announced that they're going to buy, you know, press a, a tr- I want to say it was a trillion and a half dollars into the market, and it has zero effect on the, on the stock market. Yeah, I mean, what it did do with the Fed um, starting their round of quantitative easing, I think they bought, I was reading, uh, $400 billion, um in mortgage-backed securities and treasuries. They started purchasing um, mortgage-backed securities earlier this morning, which clearly did help uh, the interest rates. We saw interest rates improve quite significantly today. We're not back to our lowest levels. You know, and the most confusing thing for our industry, um, consumers, media gets it screwed up all the time, is that when the Fed, when they announce the Fed cuts rates, slashes rates down to zero, people think that mortgage rates are at zero, and that's not true. You know, the mortgage rates are tied to mortgage bonds; they're not tied to the Fed funds rate. Um, and so, so I, I think yeah, it's important to point out what quantitative easing really is: is it's when the government's coming in and buying things in the market. And so what they're trying to do is keep money flowing and liquidity strong Mm -hmm. by buying all treasuries, mortgage-backed securities. Mm -hmm. And the only thing, I I think the difference with mortgage rates and quantitative easing is it only actually reduces rates if they're also buying back mortgage-backed securities, correct? Correct, yeah. So they started, it was $40 billion installment this morning in mortgage-backed securities. The other thing that we haven't really talked a lot about um, in the media yet is that the Fed is also stopping the runoff of mortgage-backed securities and treasuries from their balance sheet. So that's going to be also combining that with the um, quantitative easing is going to really help the the bonds from, you know, seeing what we saw last week and this mass sell-off. And a lot of that had to do with the liquidity issues. So, you know, I mean, this, this was their way of kind of stopping the bleeding, so to speak, in, in the bond market. So explain to us a little bit about what, what that means, what you said, you know, getting them off their – or adding them to their balance sheet or getting them off their balance sheet. What is, so what does that do in essence? Well, it's going to stop the bleeding in the bond market, mortgage-backed securities and treasuries, which therefore is going to help mortgage rates come back hopefully to the levels that we were seeing the week of March 2nd, you know, March 2nd through the 6th, even the week before that, we were seeing interest rates touch down on levels that we haven't seen before. Um, and, right. You know, and and I, think it's in, I, I also think it's important to 
to know that the Fed has really been, you know, starting to unload these assets. So, so yeah. kind of to give a little bit of a history on the Fed and their balance sheet, they went in 2008 from maybe having like a $600 million of balance sheet to almost, you know, several hundred million dollar balance sheet. The Fed normally doesn't keep assets on their balance sheet. However, the 2008 crisis required them to add money into the economy, and therefore they bought all of these things. Now we're back the Fed for a period of time was trying to sell off their ba- what they had on their balance sheet to kind of get back to normality through this great bull market run that we've seen. Now they're shifting gears again to get us back into quantitative easing, which means they're buying things and adding them to their balance sheet. You know, one of the things that I think people who are listening are are, are going to be thinking about is how does that affect me? What if uh, I'm going to uh, go out and think about buying a home or whether I should refinance now? Does any of these moves um, make uh, that decision uh, that pushes you at a particular place in that decision? I mean, what we're advising clients to do is be ready to lock. I mean, I can speak specifically, if you look at, you know, what our, what our country does a year in mortgages, I think it's something like some, you know, $1 trillion or $2 trillion. Now they're talking about, you know, everyone in the country being potentially being able to refi. So what's going to happen is we're going to, we're going to, and we are seeing this now is capacity issues. You know, we're having capacity issues as an industry, um, you know, record level applications. So what, what, where that creates issues is, you know, being able to get these loans done, not being able to tax the rates clients need to get, in, apply, be ready to go. So when we hit these lows again, we're ready to pull the trigger. I think what's going to be really interesting is the housing market. I mean, how can this not impact the housing market? I mean, if, if people aren't allowed to have open houses, I mean, how do they sell their properties? I mean, we're running into some pushback now with appraisers being, being able to get into properties. I mean, that's just coming up today. So, meaning I mean, getting into property, meaning more. nobody's there to let them in, or they, they won't let them in because they don't they want won't let extra germs? Mm-hmm. Well, so they won't let them in. Interesting. Yeah, I, well, San Francisco know, just released that article that they're having a no, uh, uh, what's it called? I, I, I have the article up, but it's a very... It's all quarantine. Five counties in Northern California. Mm-hmm. The city of, of Philadelphia is doing the same. I, and, you know, it's probably coming... Not not to start rumors, but you, I wouldn't be surprised if we even saw that here. Mm-hmm. You know, one one of the things that could happen if this lasts long enough is it really will change habits and ways people operate over the very long term. You know, whether or not uh, office space makes sense, will people decide that they don't have to work in an office? Will bosses be more willing to let people, you know, telework? Will Amazon be even more popular, and people say, I really don't have to go to a shopping mall. So a lot of – do houses have to be sold by having an inspection? Uh, can you do it by, by a video? So I think you know, we're looking at the possibility of a paradigm shift uh, too early to tell now. Uh, that will be one of the results of this crisis. Uh, you're listening to Money Talk on the Santa Barbara News Press radio station, and we'll be right back.
Hi, I'm Jeff Devine from American Riviera Bank. All of our customers were once just like you, stuck with a bank that kept charging more for less. But when they finally made the decision to change banks, American Riviera Bank made the move easy with mobile deposit, online banking, free use of every ATM in the country, and a level of customer service that other banks dream of. Come in and make the move today in our downtown Santa Barbara or Montecito Upper Village branches. American Riviera Bank, smart banking for smart people. The Foundation for Santa Barbara City College is a nonprofit organization which supports our own Santa Barbara City College. The Foundation for Santa Barbara City College, or SBCC, funds scholarships, childcare, book grants, and other programs. Without these, many students simply would not be able to attend college. There is an amazing range of academic and vocational studies offered at City College which encourage students to find their passion and their talents. As a donor to the Foundation, you have the power to change lives. Please help our community college by donating to the Foundation for SBCC. Call 730-4401 or visit us at sbccfoundation.org to find out how you can help. That's 730-4401 or sbccfoundation.org. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Money Talk, brought to you by Arlington Financial Advisors, a leading wealth management firm founded on providing thoughtful, objective, and comprehensive financial guidance for families and entities who are seeking long-term financial confidence. If you're just joining us, we have Kelly Marsh with us um, on the line talking about the very uh, fast-changing interest rate and mortgage rate environment in which we're living in now. And so, so Kelly, you know, for anybody out there listening right now and thinking, gosh, you know, does it make sense for me to refi? What things should they really be thinking about, you know, and, and actually doing? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, most people should consider it, have um, a conversation with a mortgage advisor and if it makes sense. I mean, almost, I mean, if we get back to, and I, I don't want to say when, but most likely if we get back to our historical lows that we saw for a minute, um, you know, being prepared and empowered with what are your options. I mean, lots of clients looking at taking cash out to consolidate debt. We have more equity available now in our country consolidating, paying off credit cards and car loans, and really trying to reduce, um, especially with what we're potentially faced with as an economy, um, in, in, in getting rid of debt. Uh, people that have adjustable rate mortgages locking into fixed rates. Um, a lot of clients looking at 15 years, like really focusing on paying off their loan faster, taking a 30-year term that you've had for five years and going into a 20 or a 15 if you can manage the payment and just paying off your house. 
Well, I, I definitely I, think there'll be a, a, a lead to, to safety. Mm-hmm. Are you guys see, okay. are you seeing um, uh, people freezing yet? Uh, and I don't mean on refis, but in terms of, of buying a house, are, are people just so uh, upset about the negative wealth effect that, we're, that obviously people are going that even when they find that the house that they wanted, they're just freezing? Meaning that they're uh, yeah. not able to yeah. buy, is it like not able to make decisions about Yeah, yeah. I have seen it. Um, I Do I think it's going to continue? I do think it's going to continue. And, you know, human behavior, there's a lot of fear right now. You know, mass toilet paper purchases. So this is going into, you know, my my assets just decreased 25%, and that's where my down payment was coming from. You know, a lot of clients looking at stock, you know, selling stock to have a down payment, borrowing against 401Ks to have a down payment. Um, not everyone's sitting in, you know, liquid cash in their savings account for their down payment. So that, that you know, logistically can have an impact. Um, fear can have an impact. I think where we can see another impact is not being able to hold open houses. I, I believe the NAR, National Association of Realtors, announced something advising the real estate community on holding open houses. So, I mean, all of that, I don't see how it can't. Um, not impact the housing market. And I hope it doesn't. I really hope it doesn't, but well, you know, it, it, it's too early to Because it kind of has a two-edged sword, right? So you have all of this negativity. And I think it's still early in the cycle and that people are seeing it as potentially an opportunity. But as this goes on, as we are in our, you know, fifth and sixth week of staying at home with our children not in school, it starts to wear on people. And I think that that might have the effect where people will start to freeze up on, on, on buying homes. I've seen some realtors, though, do these online open houses now, which I thought was kind of cute, you know, walking you through the house virtually so you could watch them um, show the house. But um, also it's going to have the other effect of where, you know, these are historic low rates. Right. But, you know, borrowing mm-hmm. money at this rate is, is just people, it, it gets people giddy to be able to borrow a million, $2 million at, you know, I have one client who, you know, it's like 3% or pretty well close to it, which is insanely low. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think there is some some opportunity um, with interest rates being at these historic levels that, that your borrowing power, your purchasing power is improved and maybe the competition isn't out there the same way. So, right. So there might be more opportunity on the home. Mm-hmm. So it, now when you say purchasing power, for every percentage point of interest rate that goes down, what does that usually increase in terms of purchasing power? And I know what's different Well, I didn't, I didn't have that prepared, but I could definitely do the numbers. I mean, I would say, I mean, without, you know, quoting me on it, I, I would think for every percent in rate, I mean, we're probably talking – a hundred plus thousand. I mean, that's a guess, a really, really rough guess. I mean, I could right. definitely do the math, but it's it's a lot. So even a half of the same rate is going to help someone quite a bit. You know, the difference between this crisis and uh, I've lived through a whole host of financial crises. This is How the only this is the only one I remember. Not remember <laughs> the only one I can think of that actually has an endpoint. You know, if you think just the most recent one, the two thousand and eight. Nobody really knew how long it would last. 
ironically, this one you do know. I mean, either it's going to succeed or all the precautions we're taking, and whether it's a month or two months or three months, you know, either you know it will be a disaster but over or it will be reasonably controlled and it will be over. But one of the things you can look at when you're an investor or when, whether you're a home buyer is to say, look, no matter what, assuming you're, you're still standing in October, it's over. Uh, so we actually, no matter how bad it gets for this particular event, we have an end date, which could anchor people to have some sense of confidence about doing things that they kind of want to do but are afraid to do. I think that's a great piece of wisdom. Doesn't everyone agree? (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you put it like that, how can we say no, right? (laughs) That's very good advice. Very, very good. Actually, I put my money where my mouth is. My son called me yesterday. He lives in Washington, D.C., and he said he finally found the house he wants. He's been looking for years, and it's at the right price, but everyone's telling him not to do it. And I said, look, if this is the house you want, what's the difference if it goes down another 10%? after you buy it. You're going to keep it for years. And, I think and then this, did he say, Dad, but I just need the down payment. You can, you can send me the check, right? Yeah, I said to him, <laughs> we have a bad connection. <laughs> <laughs> but he also can borrow the money at a cheaper rate today than where he most likely would borrow it in the future and where he would have borrowed it three months ago. Right, but it's so going to be interesting. It's, what's going to be interesting is um, whether or not uh, there's, a, there's, there's glitches in the mortgage brokerage uh, operation down there, whether he'll be able to, as you said, you know, whether there will be an appraiser available, whether there will be, you know, the inspection people available. You know, we don't know what, over the short term, what, what you know, the, 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 how the mechanism is going to tolerate all these restrictions. Right, well, in, that, right. in, in whether or not the, the industry can be dynamic enough and flexible enough to accommodate any of uh, any and in, in different, you know, how how is it going to be different, and how can you know back to what you were saying earlier, how are we as an industry and as a culture going to adapt? Uh, you're listening to Money Talk on AM twelve ninety KZSB, and we'll be right back. <laughs> It's a fact. Successful wealth management is built on strategies that focus on the big picture, take a long-term view, and establish deep and valued relationships. Hello, I'm Diane Duva, founding partner at Arlington Financial Advisors, Santa Barbara's trusted family guide, empowering you to make more informed and confident decisions. At Arlington Financial Advisors, we bring order and balance to your financial life by monitoring and managing risk so you can focus on your work, family, and enjoying the moment. We are a fully independent firm offering strategic financial planning, estate and tax planning, and private money management. Our plans and portfolios are handcrafted using a rigorous and disciplined approach, supported by a consistent yet highly personalized client experience. Our clients look to Arlington Financial Advisors as a home away from home, a comfortable place to protect what they've accomplished while they prepare for what comes next. Please visit ArlingtonFinancialAdvisors.com or call me, Diane Duva, at 805-699-7300. A powerful threat calls for a greater response. When there's a battle, bring strength. When there's a problem, seek answers. 
when there is doubt, give hope. Not tomorrow. Not in a few years. But right now. Some battles must be faced together. Cancer fighters stand up to cancer every day. And you can be part of this battle too. Visit StandUpToCancer.org to learn more. Together, we can save lives. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by American Riviera Bank, making your life easier with cutting-edge technology, mobile deposits, free use of every ATM machine in the country, and a level of service other banks could only dream about. So, Kelly, you know, given where we're at right now in, in the uh, mortgage world, what should people be doing if, they're, if they want to know if they should refi? I would highly recommend they get ready with the lender of their choice. Um, submit an application, let them pull credit, have everything ready, because when it drops, we only have, at times, an hour or two um, to catch it. I mean, and we don't really know, like, anything. Do we, we, we don't know the bottom until we're past, right, when we're looking at... Of well, course, that you know, hindsight is always 20-20. Right. So be ready. Um, you know, shopping around, I mean, yes, do due diligence, but right now for the, for the listeners, trying to shop around for the best rate, it's like, you know, trying to get the price of Microsoft every, you know, hour. That's how rates are working right now. So it's, it's going to be literally, I mean, impossible to have accurate quotes unless you're getting them at the same minute. So finding someone that you can trust um, is key. And go Which I think is really where you come in because you do such a great job at telling people, you know, straight up, yes, I think it's you're a good, good refi candidate. No, you're not. So what, you know, and I know you can't talk in, in you know, specifics, but what range, like if you have a mortgage rate, let's say your mortgage rate is sub 4%, should you even look to refi at this point? You know, what are you seeing and, and kind of at what threshold does it make sense for people? Yeah, I mean, if you have um, a 15-year fixed rate that is, you know, anywhere 3.5% or up, then you should look at refinancing that 15 year. If you have a 30 year that, you know, 3.75 or higher, you should look at that 30 year. Um, if you have an adjustable rate mortgage period and you plan on staying in your home, you should look at switching to a fixed rate. Um, now those tiers that I just provided could be different tomorrow. <laughs> they could be, Hey, if you have a 3% rate, no, I'm just kidding. If you have, I mean, I think if you have, I wouldn't, Say that if you have a rate in the threes that you shouldn't consider a refi, you should. Um, someone should be able to tell you that pretty quickly. Um, but but know that our mortgage industry is inundated with volume. I mean, our locking system literally crashed in us. It's a national system, and it crashed um, back in one of the busiest locking days. Ten billion dollars in rate locks went through that software in one day. Um, wow. So. You know, 
being ready um, is key. Now, are you seeing lenders having an appetite for people, you know, refining, pulling money out? Are are you seeing that, or are they are they shying away from the pullout? And does that affect your interest rate? No, it's it's it it always um, it, it usually is a little bit more expensive in the cost of the rate to pull cash out. But when you're consolidating debts or you're looking at pulling cash out for whatever reason, you know, having advice on if that makes sense is key. Um, am I seeing investors or lenders, you know, stopping cash out? No way. Mm-mm. Guidelines haven't, you know, we haven't seen any guideline changes or restrictions. Where we're seeing kind of a conundrum is in the jumbo interest rate market. Uh, we did not see the jumbo rates for refinances really improve the way that the Fannie Freddie rates improved. Uh, Fannie Freddie rates, follow the Fannie Freddie mortgage-backed securities. Jumbo rates don't follow those securities the same way. They follow trends, and we were seeing a lot of price controlling. Where jumbo investors, uh, we work with over 50 jumbo investors, were not improving, although we were seeing treasuries go crazy good. So, so remind us is, what is conforming in our area at this point, which is, is basically example, the Fannie Freddie. Yeah. Yeah. For example, the county, our, our loan limit is $625,500. Um, for other counties, Ventura, I don't have it memorized, but I think it's 723 or 713 And San Luis is also higher. So Santa Barbara County, we're stuck at the 6255 625000 So if your mortgage is six twenty five five or below, you're considered conforming, and that's really where the rates the rates have really come down, as opposed For to the sure. jumbo, which is kind of interesting because if you think about it, Kelly, the um, the jumbos for a period of time were at a better interest rate than the conforming. I feel like just last year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah but I think I mean, but, but, you're, but that's switched. a reflection. That's a reflection of of risk on uh, views of sophisticated investors you, you know you're seeing you know r- big investors just shying away and that's reflected in the entire bond market where you know everything where there is perceived risk gets trashed so even though it doesn't really make any intellectual sense uh, it is certainly consistent with the notion that when bearish fever takes over even the most sophisticated investors tend to go with the crowd Yep. True. Now, it, now, are you? What are you seeing? This so you're now conforming rates are better than than the jumbo. So what's if you're a, if you have a jumbo loan? What do you, what are you kind of looking at in terms of refi rates? Is it the same spread um, that you just spoke about? No, I would say. I mean, just to give you an idea of what we were doing is we weren't even pulling reports on jumbo files the last three weeks because those loans, we knew anything in the threes would probably not make sense. So it definitely has a different tier of, you know, we were, we were looking at the mid to high threes at, at the, the lowest levels for jumbo. I mean, purchases are different because they're, the jumbo market is, it can get a mind of its own and jumbo investors can get a mind of their own versus the Fannie Freddie there's there's more of a set formula on those versus jumbo. You know, one day the jumbo rates got worse, and Danny Freddie rates got a quarter better. 
Mm-hmm. So it was very and so when you're looking again, very unusual. That is unusual. And so when you're looking at a first as at a acquisition debt or acquisition loan, it's priced differently than a refi. Yes, in the jumbo world, absolutely yes. And part of that has to do with the jumbo investors, the banks, not wanting their portfolios to pay off. See, the jumbo loans don't get packaged up and securitized in the secondary market. They don't get put into the Fannie Freddie mortgage-backed securities. They're put into the, the, the bank's you know, portfolio product. They don't want their portfolios to pay off. That creates liquidity issues as well. So part of it was a protection that was somewhat an industry-wide. You didn't have one jumbo investor coming in at, you know, low threes on a refi. They just weren't doing it because they they couldn't risk all the payoffs in their existing portfolios. Right, because then they, you know, then they'd have all this cash and need to need to get it redeployed. So. so then, when, so that that's a great differential because in our community we really have you know both the jumbo loans, especially for I would say acquisitions. And then we mm-hmm. also have a lot of um, conforming for existing homeowners that have purchased that have been in their homes for a period of time. So, if you are looking to buy a new house right now, what advice would you give to a, pretend, a prospective new home buyer? Um. Yeah, you know, I've always said this for years and years is, you know, get fully pre-approved. Um, it still shocks me to hear that, you know, clients are making offers without ever submitting their income and asset docs and having their credit pulled with a lender of choice. Um, you know, doing that homework and all of that just, you know, for the safety of our community can be done virtually. Um, you know, we stopped having clients come into the office. Uh, to protect the team and so on and so forth, just based on all the advice that we're reading and seeing. So, you know, all of it luckily can be done online. It can be done um, through email, phone. Um, so just getting getting your docs in and fully pre-approved so you can be confident when you find a home that you know what your payments are going to be and um, have a strong offer. Now, so when you're doing these pre-approval um, docs, what interest rate are you, you know, how do you calculate the interest rate at that point for approval? We typically are always going to put some buffer on the interest rate. I mean, especially, um, it depends on the client's timeline. But we want to have a buffer because we don't want to be running at, you know, a historical low rate and they don't find something for three months and then, oh, by the way, the interest rate's a half a percent higher. Or, you know, one week to the next, it's one percent higher. And I do think we're going to continue to see quite a bit of volatility in the market. Bond market included. Right. Do you think okay. there'll be so, any? Do you think there'll be any changes in your industry over the short term? Will it be difficult for some uh, uh, mortgage providers to uh, not be able to uh, navigate the sort of volume and nuances of the business? Yeah, I do think there's going to be, um, and there was uh, over the last week, some real issues with lenders on their liquidity and warehouse lines. How, how are they going to fund all these loans? Where are they in a cash position? Hedging um, in the secondary markets, you've got to have backing to be able to hedge. Um, so, you know, there, there were some companies out there that, you know, turned off their lock system 
Um, we're limiting loan officers to only locking two loans a day, which is insane to think. Um, so, yeah, I do think there could be some issues. I also think we could see um, some changes maybe come temporarily with Fannie and Freddie that maybe they'll allow exterior-only inspections. And that's what we're hoping is that we see from Fannie Freddie they go to exterior-only for the time being. So this is another Absolutely. reason to use Cornerstone Home Lending. You're listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 KZSB, and we'll be right back with our final segment. Hi, I'm Jeff Devine from American Riviera Bank. All of our customers were once just like you, stuck with a bank that kept charging more for less. But when they finally made the decision to change banks, American Riviera Bank made the move easy with mobile deposit, online banking, free use of every ATM in the country, and a level of customer service that other banks dream of. Come in and make the move today in our downtown Santa Barbara or Montecito Upper Village branches. American Riviera Bank, smart banking for smart people. For prospective homebuyers, one of the most important steps of the loan process is getting clear and honest information from someone who will speak plainly and truthfully about loan programs and options. I'm Kelly Marsh, Vice President, California, of Cornerstone Home Lending, where our highly skilled and experienced team takes great pride in helping clients obtain home financing with honest, knowledgeable, fast, friendly, and efficient service. As a Santa Barbara native who has spent the past 20 years in the mortgage industry and has closed over 4,000 loans, I'd appreciate the opportunity to earn your business and invite you to visit the KellyMarshTeam.com or call Call my office at 805-563-1100 to learn more about how Cornerstone Home Lending can help you determine the best way to manage mortgage debt to achieve a more stable financial future. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. California Residential Mortgage Lending Act license number 41DB072220. California Financial Lending Law license number 60DB072528. Loan originator NMLS number 245822. Not a commitment to loan. Equal housing opportunity. Every time. Hello, I'm Elizabeth Stewart, a certified appraiser of fine art and antiques. Join me Fridays at 10 a.m. for the Art and Antiques Radio Show, where we'll talk with the movers and shakers of the art and antiques world. Join us Friday at 10 a.m. and 8 p.m. and Sundays at 11 a.m. for the Art and Antiques Radio Show, right here at AM 1290, the Santa Barbara News Press radio station. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by Arlington Financial Advisors, a leading wealth management firm founded on providing thoughtful, objective, and comprehensive financial guidance for families and entities who are seeking long-term financial confidence. So, Kelly, let's try to end this on a, on a positive note. Uh, people may be depressed. I love when you, when you try to be positive, Neil. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm always positive. I'm the most optimistic person. No, that's not true. Uh, but... Uh, well, the, the, the irony of it is, as I said before, we, we sort of have an end date for this. Uh, if uh, you go, We're going to look back, and there's never going to be a period you're going to look back on and see interest rates any lower than they are now. So what, what, what can we do to tell people that if you really have found the house you want or you're happy with the house you have and you want to get a better mortgage, what should you be doing now to actually keep busy and make sure that you've kind of locked in what is going to be good for you over the long term? I mean, I've always looked at real estate, um, unless you're a flipper and you're looking to flip in two or three months, I've always looked at real estate as a longer-term investment. And to not 
not let what we're currently dealing with throw you off your, you know, other than be safe, right? Make smart decisions and responsible decisions of not going out there and, you know, kissing and hugging everyone. But, you know, really looking at, is this going to be the house I'm going to be happy in? Do I see myself in this home? Uh, the benefit is that you can get an amazing fixed rate right now and, and, and pushing through some of the fear um, and, and weighing and making a list of all the pros and cons and, and still continuing your journey of home ownership. It's, it's not over and we shouldn't let what we're dealing with completely um, ruin our opportunities because I do think there are opportunities out there right now. I remember when I was buying my house 21 years ago, and at the very last minute we were fighting over, you know, $12.50. And then uh, I look back and I say, I'm going to make a life decision based upon something that's so in the totality of the investment and the totality of your lifestyle uh, so insignificant. And I think that that's true for whether you're an investor in stocks or bonds, I think really important to define, as we said in those articles at the beginning of the show, define, you know, what kind of investor you are, uh, what you're looking for to make you uh, have a, you know, a, a good long-term future and, you know, kind of stick to, stick to your guns even during periods of uncertainty that we have today. Yeah, uh, don't lose sight of, of, the, of, the tree, of the forest through the trees. But, but while we, um, we are getting ready to wrap up here, Kelly, if people are listening and want to reach out to you, what is the best way to uh, get in touch with you? I'm sure you're busy. <laughs> we are, and we're working day and night, um, literally day and night. Um, you know, calling our office at 805-563-1100, uh, going online to the Kelly Marsh team.com you can google my name you can google my name kelly marsh you'll find me um you can connect with us that way email phone uh don't come into the office right now stay safe okay kelly uh, we, we, thank we're you so much kelly we, for we being our guest go. thank you so much thank you for listening uh, see you all next week it's